Nelson Mandela once said, I never lose. I either win or I learn. That's a great philosophy, but if you ask folks around Nashville, the Predators lost in the first round of the playoffs. But they also learned some valuable lessons in the regular season when they faced off against the teams remaining in the Stanley Cup hunt. On today's Locked On Predators, we're going to take a look at the personal experiences and wisdom the Predators can pass along in each of their second round matchups. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. I'm Ann Kimmel at Locked On Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. And I am usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan. Nick is on an amazing vacation right now, but don't worry, he will be back joining us at the end of this week. So I'm flying solo today, but we've got a really interesting show for you. I took a look back at the Nashville Predators games when they played all of the teams that have advanced to the second round of the playoffs. And I tried to figure out what can the Nashville Predators pass on about those teams to their opponent? What wisdom and insight did the Predators learn against these playoff teams? So we're going to dive into that in just a minute. But first, want to give you a little update today. The Nashville Predators announced that general manager David Poyle and head coach John Hines are going to be doing their postseason media availability on Thursday morning at 11 a.m. So it's going to be really interesting. And of course, Nick and I will have the breakdown for you on Friday, what Poyle and Hines had to say and kind of see how we're feeling about their uh, wrap up of a fascinating season and a disappointing season and a surprising season. How are they going to package it? So we have that coming up. It's going to be very interesting. I will say I was surprised uh, when the Predators announced this uh, 11 a.m. media availability on Thursday for Poyle and Hines. Some of the reaction uh, in the Preds hockey sphere was, oh, my gosh, I guess that means that they're coming back. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> um, you know, Nick and I talked about this on our show. We had an episode where we spent the whole time pretty much talking about David Poyle's future and John Hines' future with the Nashville Predators. And we both feel pretty strongly that we're going to see Poyle and Hines back right, you know, right where they are next season. I think that Hines has earned an opportunity to lead this team again. His contract is up at the end of this season. But I really do feel like John Hines has done a tremendous amount with this team considering what he walked into and what he was given and the circumstances that sort of overwhelmed his three years here in Nashville. As far as David Poyle goes, uh, the talk is and the assumption is that he will be back. He has sort of a reoccurring, re-upping contract every year. 
And I don't think this year is going to be any exception. So let's not be surprised that Poyle and Hines are back and are doing a post-game availability. They usually do it a little bit closer to the end of the season, but let's face it, everybody and their brother needed about a week off to process that holy hell sweep by the Colorado Avalanche. So, you know, they just probably wanted to gather their wits and, process through any naughty words and come to the table prepared to talk. I do wonder what Hines and Poyle can say in this press conference to make this season more palatable to the Nashville Predators community. Um, Brian Baston said it really well on yesterday's podcast when he when I asked him to describe the season in one word, he said in two words, and that's okay. He said met expectation. My assumption is that David Poyle is going to say something very similar. The goal always was to get this team to the playoffs. They did that. It will be interesting to see, though, how Poyle and Hines frame up this season that was so hot and cold for the Predators. On the one hand, you had these record-setting seasons for Yossi and Duchesne and Forsberg. Mikhail Granlin had a fantastic season, sort of a reemergence of Ryan Johansson. UC Saros, fantastic season up until, you know, right before the playoffs where he was injured. So how are they going to package those accomplishments with the results? Um, The Predators swept in the first round of the playoffs. I don't necessarily think that would have happened had they played the Calgary Flames, but the Predators, all they had to do was keep a four-goal lead over the Arizona Coyotes, and they didn't do that, which is a whole nother question, why they weren't able to finish some things out at the end of the season. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Poyle and Hines package this season and evaluate this season and how they put it forth. I do hope that David Poyle chooses his words carefully because I think language matters and I think he maybe set himself up for criticism when he talked about this season being a competitive rebuild. This is a term that um, I think maybe he wishes he had never uttered, um, because when you hear that, the expectation at first is focusing on the rebuild. I think people went into this season understanding we were going to see some younger talent, Philip Tomasino, we were going to see some guys in and out from Milwaukee, which we did. Um, But the problem was about halfway through the season, the Predators got hot. These players started, you know, breaking records. They were, you know, on amazing offensive paces midway through the season. And all of a sudden, when you hear the term competitive rebuild, the word that jumped out was competitive. And we thought this Nashville Predators team was going to be more competitive down the stretch. That didn't happen. And all of a sudden, it felt like what was met expectations was really unmet expectations. And that leaves everybody feeling a little bit not great. So it's going to be interesting to hear how they frame up this past season, the language that they use, and what are they going to say about the direction of the Nashville Predators going forward? Of course, 
that is going to be sort of hard to nail down until the predators figure out what the future looks like in relationship to Philip Forsberg. Are they going to be able to re-sign Forsberg? Are the predators going to get rid of Forsberg and look at a much steeper climb of a rebuild? So it'll be interesting to see how much David Poyle and John Hines can look ahead for this team and and what indications they're going to give of where they see this team coming up, you know, what their plans are for the offseason and, and the direction this team is headed, not just next season, but in the next two, three, four years. A lot of questions are going to be asked at that press conference. And like I said, Nick and I are going to have all of the sound bites and all of the breakdown on Friday's episode for sure. But on today's episode, we are talking about the Nashville Predators and what they learned when they played the teams who have made it to the second round of the playoffs. I went back and took a look at each of the games that the Predators played against each of the teams that moved on towards the Stanley Cup. And it was really an interesting study, not just of the teams that have advanced, but of the Nashville Predators. Um, We're now into the second round of the playoffs. The first round was interesting. The Predators, of course... Let's just put it out there. It's not like we don't know. We're swept in four games by the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, St. Louis and Florida took six games to advance in their series. But Calgary, Edmonton, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and the New York Rangers, all those teams needed seven games to advance. And I think that was a really kind of fun and interesting first round. It kept everything a little spicy, a little juicy. Um, Very excited to see the Rangers beat the Penguins because I'm a passive aggressive Pennsylvania girl who didn't like the Penguins. So great to see that. My heart still hurts for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's just, I mean, Nashville Predators fans understand postseason pain. You know, we just went through it, swept by the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, a royal spanking by the Avs. So we understand postseason pain. I'm not sure the Predators understand pain like the Toronto Maple Leafs. So pray for the Maple Leafs because, oh my goodness, dark, dark, dark times. We understand. Take your time, Maple Leafs fans. It will all feel better soon. When I looked back at the Predators' regular season matchups against the second round playoff teams, the Nashville Predators went 8-14 and 14 against the second round teams. Three of those eight wins came against the Colorado Avalanche, who went on in the postseason to sweep the Predators, as we've mentioned. So for all of the momentum in the middle of the season that the Nashville Predators had for the hope that they instilled in fans and, you know, people across the NHL alike. When you look at those numbers, they really don't appear to have been a playoff team. So a little disappointing, but coming up, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at each of the second round matchups. Full disclosure, I am recording this on Wednesday, so I'm looking into my crystal ball with no information. So we'll see when this airs tomorrow whether I look really smart or a little bit foolish. But 
We're going to look at each of these matchups, and I'm going to talk to you about what the Predators learned about these teams in the regular season, and I'm going to give these teams some tips for how they can win, some players to watch, and I'm also just going to put it on out there, and I am going to give you my prediction for the second round series. All that is coming up in just a minute, but first want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the auto parts that you need. Why endure pointless questions about what type of car you have and you know whether it's an LX or an EX and stand and wait while someone behind a counter looks on their computer choosing the only brand that they have in their warehouse you have a computer and you have access to rockauto.com you can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can get a great deal at rockauto.com? They are a family business. They have been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything that your car or truck could possibly need. Go and explore their easy to use website today and you will find the solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. So we're just going to dive right in and we're going to start with probably the game that Nashville Predators fans are most dialed into and that is the series matchup between the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. So when the Predators played the Avs and the Blues they went four and four against these two teams. Three again of those wins were against Colorado and the Colorado fans can give you all the reasons why they lost those three games. But the point is Nashville beat them three times in the regular season. Sort of my overview of this series matchup based on the Predators experience in the regular season against the Avs and the Blues is that this is going to be a game of strong offenses. But the place where you're going to want to keep focused is in front of the net. There are going to be some interesting net front battles based on what the Predators faced when they took on the Avs and the Blues. So some tips for each of the teams to sort of give them a heads up on their opponent. For the Colorado Avalanche, best advice the Nashville Predators can give you do not take a period off. When you play the St. Louis Blues, you cannot sit back. Ask us how we know. Seven goals in one period. Um, and it was another one of those amazing records broken by the Nashville Predators this season. They also had several periods when we played the Blues where they scored three goals. So this is a team that you can't take time off. The Avs have got to stay on top of this game and Really don't let your guard down. Don't give a window of opportunity because the St. Louis Blues will run right through that. 
As far as the blues go, you know, Nashville Predators, one of the things that they learned in their matchups against the Colorado Avalanche is don't even sort of slash, don't even sort of interfere, don't even sort of hook or trip because Colorado can draw penalties. Um, and, you know, in the playoffs, we saw Nathan McKinnon go down like, you know, a piece of paper in a tornado whatever we'll just we'll just let that one sit that was a hot that was a hot one but it's what's real um the avalanche are really great at drawing penalties and what has happened is the nashville predators gave the abs plenty of opportunity to practice and perfect their power play in the first round series so blues learn from the Predators, don't end up in the penalty box because Colorado will make you pay for it. You know, as far as avalanche players to keep your eye on, Miko Rantanen gave the Nashville Predators fits this season. Of course, they have Landis Cog, they have McKinnon, and, you know, the Avs just have a stacked roster. But the one player that Nashville really got – um got beat by a lot was Rantanen. He burned the Predators. He had four goals this season versus the Preds, including a hat trick in November. So keep your eye on Nico Rantanen for the abs. As far as the Blues go, you know, again, this is a team that's got a lot of offensive weapons, but the one that Nashville sort of learned some things from the hard way was Braden Shen. Braden Shen has a strong, fast shot. He can get that shot off quickly. The abs cannot leave him open. They cannot give him any space. So keep your eye on Braden Shen. When it all comes down, abs versus blues, how is the series going to play out? St. Louis has been chronically underestimated this season. You know, they had the second place in the division locked up relatively early. They just continued to be a solid team all year long. And I think that they really are chronically underestimated. However, having said that, um, I really think the Colorado Avalanche are built for such a time as this, and they are peaking at the right time. Timing is everything in hockey. And I see this series going to six games, and I see Colorado moving on. So let's take a look at the battle in Florida. This is going to be another great one. Nashville was one and three in this uh, regular series when they faced off against Florida and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So two teams that dominated Nashville when they matched up in the regular season Overview for this game, batten down the hatches and watch your behind. These are two teams with speed and they can get behind you very quickly. Um, but you can't cheat on defense with this team because each of these teams can take advantage of that. That's something Nashville saw in the regular season. So as far as Florida goes, when they're facing off against Tampa Bay, if Tampa Bay comes rolling out in their stadium series jerseys, buckle up buttercup because there is some serious mojo in those jerseys. The Nashville Predators lost both of their games to Tampa Bay when Tampa Bay wore their stadium series jerseys. Matter of fact, the Predators were... 0-3 in the Stadium Series jerseys, which is a bummer because they they fixed them up after the outcry and they were good looking jerseys. But Tampa Bay, they've got some magic in those sweaters. So 
look and see what they're wearing. It's going to matter. As far as Tampa Bay goes, what they need to do to beat Florida and what the Nashville Predators saw when they faced off against Florida, you absolutely have to move Bobrovsky in net. So quick shots, quick passes, get him to move and open up the net. That's going to be your ticket in. Players to watch on the Panthers team. Nashville Predators had their hands full with Anthony Duclair. He gave the Predators some trouble just kind of trying to contain him. He didn't necessarily light up the score sheet, but he was getting off so many shots against the Predators. And it's going to be one of those players that may come up really big for Florida in this series. And of course, I want to say keep your eye on Claude Giroux because, you know, Giroux, who doesn't want to see him, you know? go all the way and compete for Stanley Cup. Uh, player to watch on Tampa Bay. Look, this one is going to be obvious when you look at Tampa Bay season. Steven Stamkos. See, Steven Stamkos has had a great season. Um, hundred, I think he has 106 points. Nashville can attest to that. Steven Stamkos had six points when the Tampa Bay Lightnings faced off against the Predators, he gave Nashville all they could handle and then a little more, not just goals, but just assists, playmaking. He really exposed some things when the Tampa Bay Lightning played the Predators. So Steven Stamkos, keep your eye on him. This is a playmaker and Nashville can attest to that. When it all comes down, we're looking for a prediction. This one I think is going to be really close. This is uh, one of the matchups I am most interested to watch. Um, at the beginning of the season, I put my money on Tampa Bay making it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I am going to stand by that. I see Tampa Bay winning this. I would like to see Florida win it. Just, you know, if we're going to talk about feelings instead of stats, I would like to see Florida win this game. I don't know that they will. I do think this is a series that could go seven games again. So keep your eye on that. Uh, coming up, we still have two more second round matchups to look at and to let you know, what did the Nashville Predators learn that these teams could maybe use to their advantage. But first, want to let you know this episode's brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. Was just talking about Built Bar tonight. My 17-year-old came home from an evening of tubing and boating, and the first thing he did when he got home, reach for a Built Bar. And not just any Built Bar. Built Bar has this new flavor out right now. It is called Birthday Cake Puffs, and it is the new favorite in our house. Birthday Cake Puffs Built Bar. It is a protein-infused marshmallow covered in white chocolate and sprinkles. And I am telling you, it literally tastes like you're eating birthday cake. What's shocking is it's only 150 calories and it has 16 grams of protein. So you are enjoying a treat that tastes amazing. It feels like you're having a great snack but you're honestly eating healthy. It's a win-win. I just received my box of birthday cake puffs last week. I won't tell you how many are gone because it would appall you perhaps, and it's not all been the 17-year-old, full disclosure. There is nothing quite like them out on the market. They are available right now. Can't promise they'll be there tomorrow. Built Bar is constantly 
um, updating its flavors. So you want to go to built.com today and grab these birthday cake puffs while you can have them. Built bars are all covered in 100% real chocolate. So you feel like you're having a treat, but really you are eating something that is so good for you. Built has been able to combine healthy and great tasting in a way that no other bar has been able to do yet. So you need to check out built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off of your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so looking at this next matchup, um, I'm filled with angst and regret. I'm talking about the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. The Calgary Flames, the team that Nashville was supposed to play in the postseason. This was a matchup that not just Nashville Predators and Calgary Flames fans were looking forward to, but I think the NHL as a whole knew that that was going to be a spicy first round matchup, except Nashville pooped the bed against the Arizona Coyotes in the last game of the season and ended up being dumped on by the Avalanche. So the Calgary Flames advanced to the second round. They're taking on the Edmonton Oilers. The Predators were two and four in the regular season when they faced off against the Flames and the Oilers. This is going to be a matchup of finesse versus physicality. Now, that's not to say that the Calgary Flames don't have some amazing goal scorers. And that's not to say that the Oilers can't play a physical game. It's just going to be a matchup where those two things are going to be highlighted at different times for these teams. The other thing I will tell you is that you got to watch out for the Calgary Flames. There is some sort of voodoo about that team. Big things happened for the Nashville Predators when they played the Calgary Flames. Some good, some really terrible. Matt Duchesne became the franchise's first 40-goal scorer in a game against the Calgary Flames. Let's hear it for that. That's the good thing. Downside, Philip Forsberg and UC Saros were both injured playing the Calgary Flames. So, you know, heads up, Oilers. Be careful. There's some sort of voodoo going on with the Flames. So be careful. My advice for the Edmonton Oilers based on Nashville Predators experience, you got to play to the buzzer. The Calgary Flames are relentless, and if you give them even a second or, I don't know, let's just say 0.1 seconds left, they can score a goal, tie the game, and win it in overtime. Ask me how I know. <laughs> so the Oilers are going to have to play to the buzzer. The Flames, this is a hungry, uh, spunky, plucky team, and you know, the Oilers, I think, are maybe uh, come off a little more polished, but don't underestimate the Flames. They are hungry and they will play every last second they can. As far as the Calgary Flames go, they need to keep their eye on the Oilers' passing. The Edmonton Oilers have this uncanny ability to do something really well that the Nashville Predators don't. There's probably more than one thing. We're going to focus on one thing. <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers make really smart choices when it comes to making one extra pass, and that almost 
always opens up the net. So Jacob Markstrom is going to really have to be dialed in because the Oilers are so smart at making that one quick extra pass to open things up. We did not see that happen much at all this season with UC Soros, but when the Oilers played the Predators, Soros would get beat by one quick you know, cross ice pass, one pass, high to low. Um, and Saros is usually really great at covering the net. Uh, he's got great edge work, you know, and he just has always been very solid this season that way. But the Oilers were able to take advantage of opening the net and kind of delaying Saros with one quick pass. So Flames, I'm telling you, keep your eyes open for one extra pass. Players to watch. Of course, when you think of the Edmonton Oilers, you're going to say, say it with me, Connor McDavid. Let me tell you what you need to know, Calgary Flames fans. The Nashville Predators are telling you straight up and with full disclosure, keep your eye on Leon Dreisaitl. Now, it's not surprising that he is going to be a big component of the Oilers through this series and on down the line. Leon Dreisaitl's a phenomenal player, but he lit it up against the Nashville Predators this season. He had a hat trick against the Predators in April and just was unstoppable. So, you know, Calgary, do not underestimate Leon Dreisaitl. He's going to be a player to watch. You know, when it comes to the Calgary Flames, they've got some really fun names um, and really fun players this season to keep an eye on. Johnny Gaudreau and, you know, yada, yada, yada. The one that I think we should keep an eye on based on the Predators experience, Elias Lindholm. Lindholm can be clutch under pressure. He had the overtime winner for the Flames in that April game where UC Saros was injured. And he just comes up clutch. And he has continued that um, in the series against Dallas, really played well. So that's who I think uh, you should keep your eye on in this series. When it all comes down, Calgary or the Oilers, I'm going Calgary. I just think they can keep up pretty well with speed and offense. And I think um, maybe they're a little bit more physical and if they can keep up with the Oilers and play a more physical game, I think they're going to do well. I also think if Jacob Markstrom is solid, you know, Edmonton's going to have to work a little bit harder. So I'm going to go with the Flames and I'm going to say they're going to get this in six. Let's see. The Oilers kind of struggled a little bit in the first round. Let's see if they can find their footing. But I do think that the Flames are going to, they're going to, they're going to come out of this one. All right. Last, but of course not least, we have the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Nashville Predators fans, oh, the Hurricanes. We saw them in last year's postseason, and it was a knockdown dragout series. So there's a little residual feeling about the Hurricanes when it comes to the Nashville Predators and the fandom. This is going to be a series of stingy versus plenty. Um, Carolina in the regular season scored twice as many goals on the Nashville Predators as the New York Rangers did. Carolina can put up a lot of goals. Uh, the New York Rangers, especially against Nashville, very low scoring games. I think this is all going to come down to goaltending. 
For the New York Rangers, what you need to take away thanks to Nashville's experience and wisdom, you have got to take advantage of any lapses in Carolina's execution. There won't be many, but when there are, you've got to capitalize on them. Uh, The Nashville Predators had a uh, really great steal in one of their games against Carolina, where Carolina just sort of settled in and they had a lazy pass and the Predators stole it and were able to get a breakaway goal. Those are the windows of opportunity that the Rangers are going to need to take advantage of because Carolina can put up some points. Now, Having said that, Carolina is facing off against a Vesna finalist and probably a Vesna winner, Igor Shesterkin. My advice uh, for the Hurricanes, you've got to go to the net. You are just not going to get much past Shesterkin. Um, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to put the pressure on, you know, the Predators in their two games against the Rangers, once they faced off against Shesterkin, um, one time they saw Georgiev, um, and neither one of them was willing to give the Predators much offensively. So it's going to be interesting to see if Carolina can generate high danger chances that can get past Shesterkin. Right now, not much like I feel like Igor's doing pretty good. So that's going to be my player to keep your eye on for the Rangers, Shisterkin. How goes Shisterkin is how go the Rangers. When it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes, heed Nashville's warning. Watch Andre Svechnikov. I always struggle to say his name, Svechnikov. Whew. He gave the Predators fits. Three goals, one assist versus the Predators. He was absolutely everywhere. So keep your eye on Svechnikov if you are watching this series. When it all comes down, I'm going to put it on the line again. Who is going to come out of this? The Rangers have been a fun watch in this uh, playoffs so far in the postseason. And and a lot of that is what can Shesterkin do? And the answer is a lot. He can do a lot. I don't know that he can carry the Rangers as far as the next round. I I just don't know that he can do that. And so I'm saying the Hurricanes are going to win this one. And I think they may even win it in like five We'll see. All right. So look, I have laid it all on the line for you. I have told you my predictions. I've told you what the Nashville Predators saw. These teams can take the Predators experience and wisdom or leave it. But these are the things to keep an eye on as we watch the playoffs based on Nashville's regular series experience. So what do you think? I've got the abs, flames, lightning, and hurricanes moving on. Do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong? What teams do you see advancing? And do you think we're going to see the same strengths and weaknesses in these teams that Nashville saw in the regular season? We'd love to hear from you. Let us know in the comments or give us a shout out on Twitter and let us know what you think. So coming up tomorrow on the show, we are going to dive into those postseason awards. There are a cacophony of voices screaming about these awards, and there are just a plethora of awards to choose from, too. Those are like my SAT words for the day. Um, We're going to dive into the awards that Predators fans have talked about 
probably the most this season, we're going to talk about the Calder and we're going to talk about the Vesna tomorrow. Who do we think is going to win? How far off was Tanner Janot from being in the running there? Uh, we're going to talk to a couple of my locked on uh, counterparts and get some inside information about some of the finalists for those trophies. And we'll continue that on Friday. Nick will be back on Friday and jump in. We're going to tackle the big one, I think for Predators fans, the Norris um, on Friday too. So be sure you tune in. We've got lots of off-season content that we want to keep you up to date on everything going on with the Predators. So just want to thank you once again for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. We would love to hear from you. You can find me online at onthefourcheck.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find the podcast at LO underscore Predators on Twitter. Give us a shout out. Tell me how you think this series is going to go. I'm curious to see if you think I'm right We'll find out soon enough, won't we? Uh, thank you for joining us and making this your first listen of the day. Hope that you all have a fantastic Wednesday and we'll be back tomorrow with some postseason awards.